Finding the right food and fitness regimes is challenging. With too much conflicting advice and plans suited for different body types, getting the best from your body is hard. To reach your ultimate performance, start at the beginning. Start with Elite Nutrition Co. Contact info in the show notes. Welcome to Chasing Jilla Rose. My name is Big T. And yes, more importantly, it's Mary Kay. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Big T. Uh, apologies to any listeners if I'm not my peppy, upbeat self, but <laughs> I really experienced the highs and the lows when it comes to rugby league on the weekend. Uh, and and <sighs> a range of ACL injuries. Am I allowed to bring up <sighs> them both at the same time? What's, that was un- incredible. Gosh, I didn't even think about drawing that um, parallel big T, but you're right. And it's the third ACL for a Parramatta player this year. I just, very sad big T. And I think rugby league fans everywhere mourn the loss of Bo Batty Welsh, but I'm Mm. sure we'll get to that in due course. Uh, Now, did you have an Alicia Newton field weekend? I know uh, we both waxed lyrical about her last week. Well, I just want to shout out to her one more time because she did a lot of the calculations for me on the weekend. And ahead of the weekend, I sort of knew exactly what to happen for all the teams to get into the top four. And Alicia did such a great job. She even went down and dug deep and worked out what would happen if there was a draw and it got super complicated. So well done to everyone who got to the end of that article. And if that's the last time we hear about her this episode, I would be shocked and appalled. (laughs) because she is slowly turning out to be one of the foundations of this podcast. Uh, okay, <clears throat> on to the final regular round of 2021 season. And can I also just quickly point out how silly I am, because for the maybe the last three weeks, um, I was on the NRL, NRL website, and often when I'd go to the draw, I'd be mildly ticked off that they still had it as 2021. There was a part of my brain thinking, Jesus, whoever's <laughs> running this website can't even be bothered to update this. They've done the NRL M, but not the W. And then finally it dawned on me that I was the idiot and that we are in the 2021 season. Um, now, possibly the game of the round, Dragons versus Roosters. Uh, it was Saturday the 26th of March, full-time at Dragons 16, Roosters 10 at Jubilee Stadium, Sydney. The attendance was, well, they've measured it quite smaller. From the TV, it looked a lot more than that. Four tries to two, Elise Albert with an absolute Barnstormer, Cody House, Emma Tongato, and Madison Bartlett. There were zero from four from conversions, luckily for the Roosters. Sarah Togatuki and Isabel Kelly scored the two tries. There were one from two from Zara Tamara. Now, you and I both um, talked last week about having Isabel Kelly back and how that was going to be a big boon for the Dragons. And possibly the highlight of the game uh, was one that I tagged you on an Instagram. Do you want to run us through it? I absolutely do, Big T. Uh, 
moment of the season, perhaps. Ooh. Definitely moment. It was pretty spectacular. It was. I oh, it was. Okay. It was definitely moment of this round and moment of this game. We've got Jess Sergis running 60 metres down the line, looks certain to score. Mm. Emma Tonegato comes across, tackles Jess Sergis and manages to get her into touch, keeping the score at 4-0 going into half time. Big T, I could talk the rest of the episode about this tackle and I probably still wouldn't do it justice. Incredible. <laughs> So Jess Sturgis doing what she does best, where she gets on the outside of someone just with incredible um, prowess and football smarts. Uh, and as you said, Tonegato, with the with just the belief that she'll get there. The thing that I loved most about the entire thing is Tonegato tackles her out. She probably is out, but, but Emma just makes sure by like pushing Emma's, uh, Jessica's foot just one more time onto the touchline. And Jess, in her eternal credit, gets up and pats her on the back or on the back mm-hmm. of the head. It was mm-hmm. so incredible. I watched the highlight again just, I mean, for all of the football godness, um, but also just for the tap on, just to make sure I saw that right. How fantastic. I feel like I've seen that a couple of times throughout this NRLW season, and I wish I could come up with more examples off the top of my head. But just the respect that these women have for each other. So many of them are friends. So many of them have played together before. And whilst they're just fierce competitors on the field, there's just that mutual respect that I love so much. Uh, I, I've got a feel that this game, I mean, the, the scoreline doesn't show it. And I know the commentators worked hard to try and get us to believe that the Roosters were in it. But I felt like the moment Elise Albert juggled the ball and but then destroyed her way through in the seventh minute, that the game, I just felt like the Dragons were always going to, it felt like they were going to win before we started that that dominant try. I mean, and, the, and I think because they scored so many tries and, and they weren't converted, the score sh- felt like it should have been bigger. Did you also feel like the Dragons are in control or did you feel like it was closer? It's a tricky one, isn't it, Big T? Because you already touched on the misconversions, which was surprising. I mean, Rachel Pearson was out on the day and wasn't kicking, but the other people kicking are pretty good kickers. Like Holly Wheeler missed one from right in front, which really surprised me. I guess the thing that Roosters fans can hold on to is that there were three disallowed tries for the Roosters in this game. So perhaps it could have been a lot closer. But as you said, there were some real standouts for the Dragons. Elsie Albert, she ran 105 metres from 18 runs. She had six tackle breaks. Kezi Apps ran for over 100 metres and made 24 tackles. It's just, for me, been a real pleasure to watch the Dragons this season. Um, In the past, they've struggled, to be honest, and we've always known they've had talented players but have finished sort of towards the bottom of the table. Credit to Jamie Sauer because him and the Dragons have just done a really exceptional job. And I suppose as well, um, shout out to Cody House, who scored one of the tries. I'm sure I've shared on this podcast before that Cody is originally from Queensland and was going to hang up her boots at the end of last year. But then she got a call from Jamie Soward after one of the Dragons pulled out very close to the season starting. She had till that afternoon to make a decision whether to move to New South Wales for the comp. Wow. She has, and she has been epic. Yeah. Um, One thing that I've I've noticed about the NRLM is how important locks have been. And Holly Wheeler, Mm -hmm. um, she, I think uh, I'm remembering this right, she had injury problems. Holly's been around for 100 years. Uh, and is one of those excellent people who has His been... words, Holly, not mine, if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she's one of those great people that, that was around before everything got started. Maybe this is my... This is why I think she's been around for so long. 
before we were so, well, as big as we are now, we're not big enough yet, but before, we, you know, she was toiling in that time where it was still not as professional and, and is now one of the, um, the people who are, you know, the kind of the, the Brigginshaws who are the, the brains or the, you know, the real, I don't want to say old hands because now you got me nervous about, about aging up. But the, uh, anyway, so, so in this, to have her in the center of the field, um, and, and as you said, do, doing so many great statistical things, I think she ended up having, uh, she was, she tops something, most tackles or something like that in the middle. She's, I think she is underrated because she was injured for so long. I think she's been underrated by the, the big influence she's having here or that she's had in New South Wales and things like that. Um, and she, I kind of forgot about her a bit and, and I'm just really waking back up to the amazingness it is Holly Wheeler. I'm really glad because Holly's a friend of mine. She's a really talented player. Obviously was out, I'm trying to remember whether it was last year or the year before. No, it was certainly, um, you know, two years ago with her ACL. Spent that time on the sidelines doing a lot of coaching work and returned last year. So it's great to see her there. And I just, I love watching Holly play footy. Anything else we need? I mean, I really needed the Roosters to win that game for them there to be a massive skittling across the table. It didn't happen. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about that game before we move on? Yes, I'm angry at the Dragons for not scoring more points. <laughs> I thought the Eels were in trouble when there was only a six-point differential. The only other thing I'll mention is Sarah Togatuki for the Roosters. Yep. I thought she was absolutely immense. Even though she left the field for an HIA in the first half, she ended up making 149 metres for the Roosters and just was so dominant up the middle. So all class to Sarah Togatuki, and I suppose I'm looking forward to watching her play in the finals. <laughs> There's uh, no bitterness at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Next, let's talk about uh, probably what I would describe as the biggest upset of the round because I was really hoping that the Knights would finally pull one out. Uh, this was on Sunday, on the 27th of March. The Titans beat the Knights 14-10 to 10 at Suncorp. Three tries to two. Jessica uh, Ilston, Haley J. Um, Moonsell and Karina Brown scored. Brina, Arena Clark was one for three. Paige Parker and Caitlin, I practice this one. I'm going to do a great job. <clears throat> Caitlin Vahakolo uh, also scored. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. And uh, Kira Dib was one from two. Uh, again, kicking. Kiridib's great at it, so, but I just, um, over those two games, maybe it was, uh, I was getting a slightly, what what had you said about, I think you'd gotten really big on the Dragons, maybe the beginning of the year or something. And anyway, the, the point I'm trying to make is the kicking looked like it was getting really great. And then these two games really annoyed me with the kicking. So uh, with kicks in play and, and conversions, but I think that may have been just my eternal frustration listening to this game on ABC Grandstand where the Knights mm. just couldn't win. They looked like they maybe were just about to pull us out and then the Titans kept coming back. It was very frustrating, um, which is why I called it the biggest upset. How did you see this game? Got to say, Big T, I was also pretty disappointed. Uh, I've loved watching the Titans this year and I just, yeah. out of all the new teams, they've really performed so admirably under the leadership of Jamie Feeney. So my next comment isn't anything against the Titans but I was really hoping that the Knights were going to win a game. It's a shame for this Knights team that they had gone the whole season without a win. Mm. I don't think it reflects the level of footy that they've played. I think they've been close and, you know, they were very close in this game. Karina Brown only broke the 10 all deadlock with three minutes to go. Mm. But I guess what I think the biggest problem for the Knights this season has been is just discipline. 
I mean, this game, they only completed at 51%. And yeah. You can't expect to win games when you're completing at that level. It's, it's just a stone-cold fact. Also, because of that, they then had, like, so much less possession. And, and, Correct. The, and the devastating thing is that they then, they still had more line breaks. It was like, looking at the stats, they had heaps of things that it should have been. If, you're all, if all run meters are almost the same and you've had way less ball, you're doing something right. You know what I mean? And it's just so frustrating yeah. for those poor girls that would have done such an excellent job in the preseason, getting themselves so excited about the comp starting, doing a reasonably good job during the season. As you said last week, that game against Parramatta, it now yeah. is just like the biggest what if of this entire comp. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, it, it was sad. It was sad for them and for and the Novacastrian football-loving fans. If there's one thing we know about Newcastle, though, is that they'll follow a team regardless of the uh, results. And so they're safe in their um, huge love. Um, yeah. but, but I can now divorce myself from Newcastle because the Titans are great. As you were saying at the beginning, like I'm yeah. quietly excited about this team. I'm really excited too, Big T, and I think we'll talk about it maybe when we analyse the next game. It sort of comes as no surprise to me that the three established teams have been the ones that have made the finals. I think there's something to be said about like the lack of experience, like let's be honest, the lack of experience that the three new teams have shown. And if you think about the Roosters, the Eels and the Titans, from memory they all finished on similar points. It was just the for and against that determined who got into the finals. Make, correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, no, no um, you're right. The Titans, the- yeah, the Titans have just been a joy to watch. Even without Ivania Polite this game, they still managed to get the job done. And to see Karina Brown break the deadlock, um, to stalwart of the women's game, mm. there's a new competition being named after her in Queensland, which really recognises her commitment to footy over so many years was great. Couldn't be happier for Jamie Feeney. Um, he was made redundant at the NRL at the end of last year or maybe the year before that. Moved to Queensland, taken this role with the Titans and, yeah, bring on the finals, I say. Yeah. Uh, you were you were almost right about the t- the table. Sorry, it was it was the Roosters and Eels ended up with the same amount, but it was the four and yes, the Titans, the Titans had one more. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I was like, I've mm. either got that right or I've got it really, really wrong. So thanks for correcting me, Big T. Well, sorry, no, and, and uh, yeah, so I agree with you. I think the Titans. I wasn't at all. I oh, know we'll get to the table later, but the fact that the Titans almost lost this one showed me that. Um, well, it leans into what you were just saying then, that although they're playing well out of the three new teams, there is a lack of experience or or, or class that they haven't yet acquired that, that will come probably in time. Um, do you have some amazing factoid for that game before we get to the biggest upset, your biggest upset of the round? Oh, let me have a look. I don't think so, Big T. Yeah, no, I don't that's... think so. We've talked about the completion. We've talked about the possession. Let's talk about Jessica Ellison, who scored the first try of her NRLW career, and so did Paige Parker for the Knights. So congrats to Jess and Paige, and we look forward to much more of them in the finals or in the case of Paige next year, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. So that was what I would have deemed the biggest um, upset. But obviously for Fields and, for Eels and Dragons fans, this is the real biggest upset of the round. Broncos 38 Eels four at Suncorp Stadium. 
Uh, there was seven tries to one. Emily Bass, Amy Turner, Shanae. Sorry, um, Big T. I just need to um, like I need to take <laughs> up my headphones for a minute. So just can you just continue doing what you're doing, all right? And I'll be with you in a minute. Shanae Sazelka. Uh, uh, oh, this is a great Hagiga Mosby. No, she's got a great first name. Do you know it? I can't remember how to say it right now. Hagiga. I think that's right, Big T. Mosby, Ali Brigginshaw, Amber Hall. And Sinead Sazelka got a double. Lauren Brown was five from seven. Ellie Johnson scored for the Eels and it wasn't converted. You said it last week. You were terrified of an angry Ali Brigginshaw. Who isn't terrified of an angry <laughs> Ali Brigginshaw, to be honest, Big T? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make excuses and say that the Eels could have won this game because they were absolutely outplayed. I just felt really, really, really sad that I felt that in this game, nothing really went right. And it all sort of fell apart in their last game of the season. That wasn't how I wanted to see them go out. And mm. I know how, you know, I know how passionate every single woman that plays in this competition is. So it's sad for the Eels and it's sad for the Knights. Um, the Brisbane Broncos showed that they are a class above the rest. But I suppose for Parramatta, it just, it wasn't looking good when Bo Vetti Welsh went off. Yeah. When that sort of thing happens, um, particularly in a new team and you are very dependent on those marquee players, it's really, really hard to drag yourself back from. And I've got to say, I was pretty impressed with the Eels' defence, particularly towards the back end of the first half, where they just seemed to, you know, absorb pressure and set after set after set. And really, the scoreline is pretty brutal. But the Broncos really only ran away with it in the last 15 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Um, quick shout out to Empress of the uh, West, Samima Taffa, who racked up 40 tackles in this game. Mm. I just want to remind everyone, it's a 70-minute game. Um, so that is just phenomenal for her to pull that out. I know the Broncos ended up with a bigger possession, but still the fact that she wouldn't shirk any responsibility and just absolutely throw herself again and again and again, knowing that this was now going to be her last game and just throwing herself into it just speaks so much of her character. Uh, I said this last week about the Dragons. I'm going to have to say it about Brisbane. I love, and it sounds weird, but I love that we have a competition where a dominant team will put a foot on the throat and just destroy another team when they have that opportunity because it shows that they have that like extreme ability and mentality to to really win and when you carry this now into the finals i'd be really worried if i was the dragons because they they put on a win against the roosters but it's nowhere near as convincing as this as this uh, win was for the broncos um and i think big taylor can talk about the titans beating the broncos last week and i absolutely do not want to take anything away from that victory because it was a big one and you play what's in front of you the Broncos were missing Millie Boyle and Tameka Upton. Yeah. And we saw Millie Boyle in this game against the Eels just really <laughs> yeah. dominate 203 metres. And that's after missing last week due to COVID. So who knows what lingering impact was still there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I was devastated, Big T. I'm not going to lie. After the highs of Parramatta Eels men winning the night before to go yeah. to this was just... It was really, really hard. I suppose, though, what I will say is just how proud I am of the of the Eels women and what a joy it's been to be part of and to watch this inaugural season. Um, I know I've joked on the podcast a lot that 
you know, you talk about wanting a women's team, but you don't realise the pressure that goes with it. It's true. It's, it's like going through the highs and the lows of football twice in one weekend. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a pleasure. And I know there'll be a lot of learnings from this season for all teams, you know, and we've got an exciting period coming up. The contracting window is open, so I know teams are madly oh. scrambling already. Um, and, you know, we'll have the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. We'll have the BHP Premiership up in Queensland. Yeah. We'll have an origin soon and it'll be NRLW 2022 before we know it. <sighs> exciting. I just also, I'm yeah. so glad you brought up Ali, uh, Millie Boyle because she is another, like, phenomenal ambassador for this mm-hmm. game. Um, mm-hmm. you, you brought up her all-run metres, but also... Just her and, and Chelsea Lenarduzzi. I know we've everyone's <laughs> already talked so much about how that those two can together are just devastating. But together they almost touch four hundred meters. Like h- how on earth are you going to? Through... Yeah, know? that's insane um, as a pairing. And you said that Millie was off last week. She she still played fifty minutes in this game. So it's just there's there's. I mean, I it's one of those things where you just hate. That they're not your team. I just love watching them, but I just can't stand that they're in Brisbane jerseys. So um, I can't wait to see how this final season plays out. Is Can we move on to what happens next week? Yeah, we absolutely can. And I suppose, Big T, the big, 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 big shout-out is oh. is that the finals are happening at Leichhardt Oval this Sunday. So There'll be a double-header. Um, I'll be heading out there weather permitting. I made a rule a long time ago that I don't watch footy in the rain because I just am too old for that now, Big T. Um, <laughs> but we'll have two wonderful games, the Gold Coast and the Dragons and then the Brisbane Broncos playing the Roosters. So if you can, get out there because there's just a lot of joy around when women's footy is on and everyone should get the chance to experience that. And And... It, that's secretly my actual biggest upset of the round is that I have a holiday that we booked in January <laughs> and, uh, to be to be had in January. I got moved due to COVID to this weekend. And then I read that it was at Leichhardt Oval and it is the best place in my humble opinion to watch football. And so I was devastated reading that it was so close. Um, and and yet, able to go. And yet so far. And that's right. Uh and it also feels really weird watching Life God Oval on TV for me. I always feel like I should be there. So uh, let, let's – we got Broncos ended up on, on the top because they ended up with the for and against. Um, Broncos. And Dragons. Dragons second. Uh, Titans were third and Roosters were fourth. So it ends up meaning um, that the Dragons will play the Titans on Sunday at Leichhardt, as you said, at midday. Fantastic time. Have some lunch down there too. And then the Broncos play the Roosters in the second game at 1.45 on Sunday. So, And then the winners of that go straight through, right? The, 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 the two winners Correct. of that go and play the grand final. And I think that's at Redcliffe. Did I hear that right on the radio? Correct. You're all over it, big team. Yeah. How fantastic to play this game at Leichhardt, which has a perfect blend of you can fit a lot of people, but it also feels like a, a you know a rugby league heartland throwback. Um, and then And there's also, it's mutual. But then also to play the grand final in Queensland. I think this is a really clever move to have them like this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And, was this you? you know, did you for, make this up? I feel like did. your fingerprints all over. I made it happen. <laughs> um, particularly if the Broncos make it, can you imagine the homecoming and the reception that they'll get at Redcliffe? Yeah. I mean, that, that almost makes me want them to win because it's a, not as nice story if they go, they have their grand final up there and they lose. But at the same time, oh, it could be Titans. Actually, there you go. I'm now... If, could be. If, 
Yeah, that could, could be great. Could you imagine Titans Phenomenal. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that story is too good. I almost <laughs> want that to happen because Dragons, Roosters and Queensland doesn't feel as powerful. No, what do you think, it doesn't. What do you think it. happens? Do you think, it, do you think it's Dragons, Broncos? <sighs> but what do you, how do you think this goes? Big T, as much as I would like to say Broncos, Titans, I think it is going to be Broncos, Dragons. Mm. In my mind, they've been the best two teams so far this year. And I think that point we were talking about before about, you know, the experience of these teams that have already participated, I think that that will go a long way. Um, I'm pretty confident that the Broncos are going to do it with the, like, I'm pretty confident the Broncos are going to beat the Roosters. Gold Coast Dragons, let's see, is Vani Polite back? Oh, is she? I don't know. Let's let's have a look if the team list team list won't be out yet. Vani no. Polite's back. That's a big in. Who knows? Um, what about you? I I am weird and think it'll be Titans Roosters. I think they both. All right. And here's wow. here's why. I I think the Titans will just have this weird. I think Polite now comes back. And they have this weird energy that they don't know existed. And I also then think the Broncos and Roosters have played six times in their head-to-head and the Broncos have never lost. And, and my terrible idea of how maths works says that the Roosters eventually have to win. Um, and so it's next time. All right. Well, let's no see. Sense. One of us... There is no, no football sense to one it. of us will be right and one of us will be wrong, but that's yeah, not yeah. quite true because it could be say, Gold Coast, Brisbane, or Roosters Dragons? Well, let's, well, at the very least, let's, let, well, let's, you, you can take a left side and a right side. How about that? Or a left side or a right side. And then that's your team for the grand final. How do you feel about that? And then we have like a sandwich bet on who's going to win. So I, uh, you can either have, oh my God, I just realized the left side is the Dragons and that's not going to work. So you have to take a team from, how would this work? How could this work? So we end up with a team definitely in the grand final. Mm. Uh, I don't think that can possibly oh, work, can it? What about this way? This way, if you pick a game and I pick a game, and then the winner of that is your team for the grand final, how do you feel about that? But what if we don't pick the winner? No, no, no. Because I, so my suggestion is that uh, you, for example, take this is great radio dra- <laughs> dragons. You take the dragons titans game, and whoever wins that is now your team for the grand uh, final. It's my team. All right, yeah. I'm happy to take that. Would you like the Broncos Roosters game or would you like the Dragons Titans game? Look, I, I don't feel like I can put myself out there and say I want the Broncos Roosters game because I think the Broncos <laughs> are going to take the whole thing out. So I'm going to take Gold Coast Dragons. Now, you, you feel like you're doing me a favour, but it's in my heart, you take, there's, a good, there's a good game and there's a bad game. Like there's an evil, there are evil teams, the Roosters and Broncos, and there are like the good, <laughs> the good people, the Dragons and the Titans. So I feel like- I they think are, they're all good. These are your words. <laughs> your words, Big T. I love all my NRLW players equally. No, I go solely by clubs. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm off them. Anyway, so look, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to take, I feel like you're giving me the stronger side, which is, which is kind of you. And it will give me a reason to finally- Go for the Broncos. So this, this will be nice. You'll all love roosters, Come all on, roosters. you love Ali. You love yeah, Ali. I do. And Millie. There's so much of that team that I love and I've never had a reason to like them. So this will be good for me. It's jealousy. Uh, that's the reason we don't like them because we're jealous. Exactly right. Like, come on. Yeah. And also the roosters are stacked with a whole bunch of future um, West Tigers players. So this is great for me. There's a lot of reasons for me to like either of those two teams. Um, great. Okay. Now we have our teams. I can't wait to see who wins. Is there anything else, Mary, we need to say before we wrap this up? Is there anything else you'd like me to poorly explain? 
Big T, I forgot. We actually got a question this week, didn't we? Oh. Oh, yes, by the fleet. We absolutely did. Let me find the question. I love how we're like, yeah, interact with us, but we'll just never, ever get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Flea. Yeah, the underscore real underscore flea. Is there an Immortals for the women's game? Should they be considered for the regular Immortals? I think that is an awesome question. Flea, as far as I know, there is no Immortals for the women's game. And at this stage, the way that the women have been immortalized is through naming competitions after them or naming awards after them. I would love to see that concept and it would give us an opportunity to go back and celebrate some of those first Jillaroos. I'd be interested to see um, what the criteria is for the male immortals. I'd potentially like to keep it separate because we know that with the men, they don't bring in immortals very often. So why slow down the women? Because the men's process is so slow. Mm. Big T? Uh, I do know the immortal uh, thing. It's just that you need to be, uh, you need to be considered that you were, you changed the game or had an impact beyond your career. Uh, and so I agree at the moment, a lot of the time that they, they have competitions named after them, which is fantastic. And I don't think uh, a lot of the male players who do have competitions named after them, like um, the, the New South Wales ones that I can't remember any of right now, the under 18s and the under 20s and, Harold Matt's We've got SG Tasha Ball. Gale here. We've got um, obviously the Karina Brown competition up in Queensland. There are a couple named after um, our wonderful female players, which is great. I love it. But I mean, in the uh, in the men one, um, Harold oh. Matt's and and oh yes, um, SG Ball. They're they're players who aren't immortals. You know what I mean? But they're immortalized. Oh. Uh, and and in the rugby league lexicon, like a, a normal ways of, of talking, they're like a, a thing that are brought up often. So mm. it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Which one's more valuable that weird, I don't want to say arbitrary, but weird and highly debatable list of names that you get put on or having a competition that is, you know, a, a child sits at home thinking, God, I would love to finally make it into Tasha Gale. You know, that, that kind of, Imprinting is probably more, not valuable, but certainly more powerful. Um, and so, and and so, you'd want to also then do definitely women should be in the wall, the Hall of Fame. I can't. There are zero problems with that. That's probably happening in the next couple of years. I think they need to be retired for more than five. So people like Rowan Sims and or you know people who are very public like that will, will probably get a nod. Once they're in the, the Hall of Fame, and then there's another allotment of time that you have to be waited before oh. you can then be in a ballot for immortalness. Um, and then from that, they then go through a whole bunch of criteria about stats and winning things. So the issue that the that NRLW players will have is that they need to accrue a certain amount of statistics um, to be eligible. So Ali Brigginshaw is definitely going to be a walk-in because of the amount of premiership she's won stuff that she's done with the NRL, uh, with the, the the nines and things like that with Australia. Um, but it's going to win more suppose, time. I suppose as well it's flawed in a way, Big T, because the women of the past didn't have the NRLW. That's exactly right. Yep, so if you exactly think right. about the likes of Tasha Gale, um, you know, Katrina Fanick, even someone like Steph Hancock, who's played a lot in the NRLW, but really has just been such a pioneer to the women's game. So that's why I think the criteria needs to be carefully thought about. And we don't yep. just put 
everyone in for an immortal status. But um, yeah, I'd love for there to be a way for us to recognize those incredible women of the past. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my only real question, which might be fl- at the heart of fleas, do we do the same thing? Do we make it an immortal thing or do we, or do we create something new because it's a new criteria? That's a question to you. You're asking hard questions, Big T. Flea, mm-hmm. let us know if you have any thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Interact answer. with us more. <laughs> We've only got two episodes to go now. Yeah, don't. Why do you end each episode with that kind of heartbreak? That's terrible. Don't. Oh, look, we could <laughs> you find something else to talk about, Big T. <laughs> it's You're like, a I'm... Tigers fan. You should be used to heartbreak by now. That was low. <laughs> shouldn't have said that. I'm really That's sorry. All right. That's all right. The uh, I feel like we're at like a long distance couple and we're currently together, but you keep telling me, you keep reminding me about your date where you're going to fly back to your thing. I know that it's coming up. Mm. Stop, stop bringing it up. Let's just enjoy the time that we have together. Uh, I agree. <laughs> well, Mary, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this and you've made it through my weird explanations, we love you and we'd love to interact with you on Twitter and Insta about the NRLW. You can find Mary at Ladies Who League, me at The Biggest Tiger, and of course the show at Chasing Roos Pod, Go Broncos Roosters. Mm-hmm.